Once again. <laughs> and we're back. We're here. Episode 1-1. One, one, yes. Into the double digits. We are raising the bar substantially, and I'm already screwing it over. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, are you saying that we're now sh shooting for 20 episodes or something? Go 10 at a time, and then once we reach 100, we go for 200? Right, and then we sign a contract with Disney. Oh, naturally. They probably want to turn this into a motion picture. <laughs> I, I'm thinking. I I'm think, blue sky in a little bit. Yeah, here. a little bit. There, there, right. It feels a little idealistic, but you know. And you know that the title of the movie has to be inherently... Human. Yeah. Just like the, the title of this podcast. The podcast. Right? That's, That's the, pod the marketing <laughs> hook yeah. that they are going to use. It's the brand name. It is. <laughs> yeah. Inevitably. We have to bow to circumstance and cliche and marketing. <laughs> And all of that. We'll learn all. We'll learn all. Oh yeah, in time. Yeah. Once we reach about fifty or so. Um, but I mean, if we shoot anything to Netflix, Netflix will take anything. <laughs> I can confirm that. I don't remember the name of the show, but I started watching something yesterday mm -hmm. uh, about a bomber on a train uh, in London and. Uh, an off-duty police officer saved the day by talking this Muslim woman who had a bomb strapped around her waist to not press the button, yeah. but allow the uh, police to remove the bomb and it was good. That first episode was amazing. That's a, it was a, oh, is that the rookie? Yeah. No. No? Okay. I know, unfortunately. I've, I've seen... I, I don't remember the name. Oh, okay. It wasn't very good. <laughs> because the second episode, I thought, fell apart. That was my opinion. But So they, they nailed it with the pilot, and then just... They did! I guess it was the pilot, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> we were not planning ahead when we press the button to start this podcast. So, in fact, I guess it's really true that we do not know what this episode is about. Do we know what any episode is about? People, you know, I funny okay. you say that. Um, yeah. People have asked, or I, I tell people, like, oh, a new episode of the podcast is out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Number, and which, their, light, their <laughs> eyes light up. A little bit. excitement. Oh, yeah. It's just pure, uh, I can, pure fire I can and fireworks. I can see it in my mind's eye right now. <laughs> but they always ask, oh, what what's it about? And I just kind of stare at them blankly and just it's say... A, uh, uh, it's about humanity. It's stuff. It's about <laughs> human nature. Kind of, I would have to say. It's about who we are. It's the human condition. Mm -hmm. And <clears> I think... Uh, we're demonstrating we have confidence in that by not planning ahead. Oh, yeah. Not really working it out and having an outline and then going through whatever the headings are. And then we know we're done when we get to the last page and say, yep, that's our podcast for today, people. Thank you so much. We call it good. Yeah. No, we, we make this up for 45 minutes and then we kind of, we say goodbye, we turn it off. And then, oh, God. Yeah. We, we take it. a couple good big know. deep breaths. Like, ah. I don't know how we did it this time. <laughs> did you think that was going to happen? Because I didn't think that was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, no. But it keeps I, on happening. Typically, so typically I guess we just keep on. They're really good. <laughs> uh, I'm reading a book right now called 
how to change your mind and just to show how ill-prepared I am, I don't remember the name of the writer. But <laughs> one thing that he said, it's about actually getting high on psilocybin and other hallucinogens, but mainly psilocybin. What is psilocybin? Psilocybin is a mushroom extract. It's a chemical found in a certain kind of sure. mushroom, and it has been used for sacramental purposes for thousands of years, and it's coming back into vogue. There's a lot of research being done on it right now, and what it purports to do mm -hmm. is open a person's mind to something greater than ourselves, something that almost could be interpreted as God or infinity. Uh, it's really quite a powerful experience, but the one time I had psilocybin, and I think I had a lot of it because somebody gave me a whole plastic bag of these mushrooms. This was back in the 70s. I went to the beach, which was a good idea, because I like the beach. So I didn't have a bad trip, mm -hmm. but I ate all the mushrooms at once. And <coughs> I was high for something in the neighborhood, I guess, of eight hours or so. Outstanding. not <laughs> kidding. But I didn't hallucinate at all. Mm -hmm. you I, did, your mind didn't put anything where it didn't... It didn't superimpose extravagant colors. It didn't show me a pathway into the stars. Uh, the trees didn't talk to me. Mm -hmm. But it was nevertheless a beautiful experience. I think I told you a little bit about it. I was walking along the shore and I saw a dead seagull. Now, Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, I, I told remember. you yeah. that. And one could imagine that being extraordinarily high and sort of out of control of my mind, that seeing any kind of rotting corpse would send you on some downhill spiral. But it didn't do that at all. What happened is it made me think about the cycle of life and how this seagull had happened to have its wings still spread mm -hmm. as it was half burrowed in the sand. And I just thought, wow, it's flying back into its natural elements. It was... That's fascinating. I so love that. profound. I mean, yeah. 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 But it took, it took a natural hallucinogen, I guess, this natural opening in your mind yeah. to come to that conclusion. I think so. I think and it, so. It's, it's weird because you look at this carcass, I guess, yeah. of this bird, and in one sense, it's the end of a line in this bird's life. Right. But as that dies, it creates a brand new line of life, you know? It does. So, it does. It, it, and then ultimately, yeah, that goes into the whole circle of life thing. And it's interesting to kind of grasp that there isn't really an end to anything. It's no. just a constant recycling of the same things over and over again. According to this book, though, mm -hmm. most of the people that have high-dose psilocybin trips do experience something much 
more uh, attuned with uh, divinity mm -hmm. and religion and infinity. Yeah, I did have sort of that low-end version of that, yeah. the cycle of life. But what many people report is that they themselves understand that their death is not as significant, well, not as significant mm -hmm. as they might have thought. In fact, it's working very well with cancer mm -hmm. patients who have been given a terminal diagnosis. They accept and understand their demise for some reason after having... Having had this trip. Yeah, after having psilocybin. I guess... So I'm just going to go out and say it. Um, I've done shrooms personally as well. Um, oh, and they probably were psilocybin because, I mean, that... I, you... I can't imagine them being anything else. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> and so, well, now this is recorded and we're putting out, so but the world But this knows. was, yes, early, um, early in your career and... Yeah, this was about last year. <laughs> okay. <all laughs> this right. was this summer. Yeah, all right. Um, but... I understand the concept of infinity that you're trying to describe here because I didn't find anything divine. I didn't find any deity. You didn't either. You're mm -hmm. like me in that way. No, I didn't become in any way religious from it. No transcendental Not... being carried away kind of so, trip. Here's what happened. Yeah. Um, so I was in Willamina with a couple buddies of mine. And Willamina is a really gorgeous, beautiful area. Man, I love um, it. And we're on my buddy's property. He had a bunch of acres and yeah, yeah. this forest, Those rolling hills, yeah, 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 farm yeah. fields. That's exactly. Ah. Right. And so I was walking with my bud, and I won't say names, but um, I'm walking with him, and all of a sudden, I'm talking with him, and I can feel <laughs> feel the shrooms starting to hit me because yeah. I'm talking to him. All right, do you think we should go up this way, or should we go down the Everything just melts. Well, your brain slowed down, or, or were you still in that place, or did the scene change in some way for you? So that's where everything kind of comes in, because I lost all motor function. Completely. So you dropped in place. Just bam, down. down. Yep. Okay. It was... <laughs> he got a little scared, but I was like, just, did? just leave me. Because I just fell all of a sudden, and we're both on shrooms. So, like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. But I, I was perfectly fine, and I just said, you go on ahead. I'm going to talk to this grasshopper. <laughs> so I, I talked to a grasshopper for about 15 minutes That's interesting. and watched the grass move. It was fascinating stuff. And then I turn onto my back, yeah. and I'm looking up into the sky, and this is where I find infinity. Whoa! Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, are you aware of what the Fibonacci sequence is? Uh, it has to do with the way cliffs form, and uh, I don't really know. I think it has to do... It can be used graphically, though. It yeah. It can form cliffs and landscapes. But, no, explain it. I don't know it at all. So, for those listening, there's a whiteboard in the study room that we're in right now, so I'm I'm drawing it up. You might have to look it up if I don't describe it well enough for y'all. So essentially the Fibonacci sequence is a naturally naturally occurring spiral formation. 
oh, that is okay. mathematically proven to exist in many, many things. And it looks kind of like this. All right, he's drawing on the whiteboard with a red felt tip. A spiral that looks yeah. like uh, a galaxy or something. Yeah. What did you call the pen? The dry erase marker? Dry erase, okay. <laughs> but that's kind of what the Fibonacci sequence is. All and right. what I saw in the clouds were the clouds changing and the sky shifting into the sequence. And the fascinating part about this sequence is that it's infinite and that it constantly is moving in and out of itself. So you're lying on your back, looking up at the, was it cloudy day, sunny day? It was blue skies, there were a couple clouds, sunny. So this spiral effect was made up of clouds, or was there some other element in the blueness of the sky that suggested a spiral and opened the heavens up? What are you saying? So here's... So the, the clouds that were in my vision yeah, yeah. molded with the blue skies and created this sequence. They, they shifted and formed into this multicolored, almost trans-dimensional Fibonacci sequence of infinity. Okay, you and watched I, that happen. I watched it all happen from beginning to end. And I came to, about 20 minutes later, feeling completely new as if I had lived through infinity wow. and came back out on the other side. <laughs> oh, man. It was incredible. And then it happened again, which was awesome. It kind of spiked up and down. So uh, you came, let's say, you came down from the first trip. You're still lying there on the ground, mm -hmm. and you're still looking up at the sky, yeah. and it opened up again. Mm -hmm. Well... Was it like a telescope and you could see farther out into space? No, it was more like looking through a kaleidoscope. Okay. Um, it was like looking through one of those and then not only do you see it visually, mm -hmm. but you see it physically. And then... I don't think I understand You, you, you feel what you're seeing. Okay, uh, that must be exhilarating. Oh, it's euphoric. And then... Oh man, it was it was quite the time, truly. I had to get up though eventually because there were vultures starting to serve <laughs> me. <laughs> because real honest to God, non Fibonacci. Non, nope. These vultures. these were not hallucinations. These, these were, were actual legit vultures. birds oh, thinking that I was a carcass on the ground because right. I was laying motionless for so long. Where was your friend during all this? Was he? He was off one. Okay. Yeah. And, and he had. An, I, maybe you don't know what kind of experience he had, but we we talked about it later. He had a very similar experience. Um, he became the character we now call the Mountain Man. Um, okay. In other yeah. words, this is not really a part of his persona, except that it appeared and he understood it to be part of himself at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, the way it worked was that he, his mind exited the, the physical plane here that mm, we that's know. Heavy. Yeah, yeah, right? So, he went to another landscape yeah another place completely entirely different place completely wow um no longer Wilhelmina. No, not at all mm -mm, not in this not in not in reality anyways yeah and so and he transformed 
to be this character that we call the Mountain Man because he had the physical stature. He does, in fact, have that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and he was walking around this this wooded area. So the the landscape, the stature, and then the physical appearance, and then what he did around that all came together and to create this character. Because if I'm thinking about a mountain man, I can't imagine exactly what behaviors would accrue to a person that I'd call the mountain man. So what did he do or think? Uh, how did he become that mountain man? So he became essentially a, not a spiritual guide, but he became the wise man of the hills is mm. how I'm going to describe it. Because, as I'm going nuts here, I rolled down a hill. Seeing Fibonacci sequences. You, didn't, you actually didn't mention the rolling down a hill before. Oh, because that, that was That's only the later. first hour. Oh, <laughs> right, right. So go ahead. Explain the mountain man, then you got to go to the uh, To the hill. Yeah. Um, and so he was just kind of there physically within his own trip yeah. um, to guide me along my way as he was on his own path. Um, so he so, was engaging you at some point? Several times, yeah. And you found him to be extraordinarily wise in that moment? Absolutely. And you would say to this day that whatever it was he said struck you, strikes you as wisdom? Yeah. Really? But of course, when you're high on shrooms, that's a little bit of a biased statement because who knows what... He was actually saying, so I you don't, don't remember. literally remember his words. Not in the slightest. Okay. No. All right, but they struck <laughs> you as centering to you in some way and very meaningful. Oh, absolutely. Because he's a great friend of mine. Yeah. And so that's really hearing cool. hearing his wisdom in this time where my mind is far more open to everything. Yeah, yeah. Is a really invigorating experience that's nice to give that to someone and i think in a way you are giving it to them because it's trust a lot of that absolutely trust. yeah and so that was the mountain man also he had his his hair flowing back he had it down so yeah. it's just this long brown hair he had a knife on him so uh -huh. he had the big like bowie knife on him so <laughs> okay. that was attached to his belt so he was kind of dressed for the part anyway. yeah. yeah he had the car hearts and the flannel and then he had a walking Gotta stick have car heart, yeah man. it's it was pinnacle, truly and fully. Um, a beautiful sight. Um, but he didn't prevent you from rolling down a hill. Because I chose to roll down that hill. Okay, you're now back in, well, you never left Willowmine. No. You did. All right, so now, are you like on farmland, like a grassy meadow with a yeah. slope or something? Exactly that. So we're in kind of the back area of someone's of our other buddy's land that is amazing i mm -hmm. love that area so much it is. man he's trying to convince us to live down there if people don't know where willamina is it's just west of sheridan out in the coast range right or am i thinking of some other place you, that might be different willamina i think is south of salem oh <laughs> all right strike that um and now the harps begin to play, oh, and I beautiful. have to stop my phone. Well, all right. I guess I'm... Uh, one of us is wrong, but I really don't know. But it, it sounds like the land is the same, and that could make a lot of sense. This is near the Coast Range. 
I mean, it's the Willamette Valley, I guess. Yeah, I mean, where I was would be best described as rural farmland. Yeah, exactly. But with forest. Um, you mean Douglas fir type forest? Yeah, because, it was it was a pine tree forest. Yeah. All right, because what what I'm what I'm thinking of is uh, land that has a lot of deciduous trees um, and a lot of farmland, but rolling hills into the distance. Anyway, that that, that sounds enough. this is, <laughs> you walked to a steep pitch on a slope. Tell me, walk me through this. What okay. happened to you? So as soon as I came out of the second coming of life that I had with the Fibonacci sequence and everything, um, I found my buddy and I was like, all right, where are we going next, mountain mm -hmm. man? Like, where? what's our next path? And he was like, well, let's go down here. And it was down the hill. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to roll down this hill because you want to know why? Because I can. Right. And so I did. And I rolled down the hill the entire time. And I, during that rolling, I lost my water bottle and my hat. Um, and fortunately, my buddy was there. He picked him up. He got him back to me. So that's also why he was a very nice guide at this time. But I get down to the bottom of the hill I stand back up, I get my items that he picked up for me, and then, oh, our, this part was fun. Oh, you were right, it was, it is by Sheridan. Well, that's, <laughs> and so, uh, you, you literally were in Willamina. Yes. All right, so, uh, it is a fact that Willamina is just west of Sheridan. Just so people know, and that is um, out past Hillsborough, <laughs> out on the way to the coast. Anyway. It's a ways away. It's a ways away. Um, and so I started walking down this path, and I lost all motor function again, mm -hmm, because that's mm -hmm. just how it worked during that trip. And I collapsed onto the side of a hill. And the way that the dirt and the grass and everything was chipped out of the side, when I fell into it, it felt like it was perfectly molded for me to be there at that exact moment. <laughs> okay. It was the most comfortable I'd ever been. And it was weird because I was probably, you know, laying with my arms splayed out and my head's back and my legs are out. But it felt like this just random spot on this random path in this random town had this made perfectly for me to be in it yeah, at this so time. Yeah, so you felt like accepted by the world. Exactly man. that. I yeah. felt like I was being retaken by the earth that had, you know, birthed me or whatever. And I saw all the like hallucinated again. It was fantastic. I felt like I was being I lived my whole life, and I died, and I re was reborn, and I did wow. that a couple times. It was incredible. Yeah, mine was just uh, a lot more down the down to earth than that. But you had more to say. This was the. There's a lot that happened on this I trip. Mean, so it was a long period of time, mm -hmm. eight hours plus, maybe. No, I think no. it was only about four or five. Okay. Yeah, but the, my favorite part is this next part, 
where I stood up and because I was reborn, I thought, why would I need these clothes? And I got completely naked. And this is far from the nearest uh, main Road. street. Yes. Okay. So I, I know I was pretty secluded and I just got completely nude. And it was running, uh, distributing flower petals through the landscape. That certainly something. is what it felt like. All right. But I, I stood there, and the wind was blowing, so my hair was down. Yeah, And yeah. I was going, yeah, 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 and I'm yeah. just standing there, and the sun's shining. And wow. my buddy walks over the hill. He sees me, and he just says, okay, I guess. And I try to, I beckon him to join me <laughs> and said, join me, join me Come. in nudity. <laughs> yes, yes, but. Uh, he was uh, opposed to it and he said, I'll let you uh, continue you, that. That's, uh, that's your choice. That's and, and I support it 100%, but I'm on a different trip. Mm -hmm. kind he of was thing. the mountain man. And so he later told me that I looked like a Renaissance painting. Oh, well, that's kind of a really nice compliment. Yeah. And so the reason he said I looked like one is because the background was just these rolling hills. Yeah. I had all my clothes in a pile. I was standing there triumphantly in the nude with my <laughs> hair flowing and the sun coming down. It's right. like, this is, right. this is almost biblical. Yeah, I think uh, back in the Renaissance, some of the more proficient painters were working with light and the way skin glows mm -hmm. when the light hits it yeah. because it goes down several layers and then it radiates in a sense mm -hmm. from somewhere almost inside and you can create that illusion on the canvas too. So there you go. <laughs> That's what you looked like evidently. Apparently. Too bad he didn't have his camera out. Probably, probably best that. No, I don't know, man. I mean, I would think that a peak moment like that, you would probably treasure um, the, the uh, proof that it, well, just a reminder, just a, a photograph would forever in a day. When you're 80 years old, you'd, mm -hmm. uh, you know, say, yes, there I was on that day. And you probably still remember it in detail. I mean, I suspect you will. I remember my psilocybin experience, even though it wasn't anywhere near as dramatic. Uh, the one <laughs> other thing that happened to me was I was uh, walking near uh, a little town and there's a bay and there's a lot of rock that was there to prevent erosion. And in the rocks were a lot of little crabs and there was this older woman with her grandson and she said to the little boy um better watch it or they'll bite you meaning the little crabs yeah well in that simple sentence i heard cosmic love for that little boy from that woman i mean it was such a pleasurable experience to me mm -hmm. to know that that kind of love is in the world yeah so simple and untainted by oh, yeah. anything. And just by saying one thing, showing care in some way. But right. also, I guess, because obviously crabs aren't going to bite you, right? They're Not gonna, they're likely. They're going to snip at you. Yeah. yeah. So you, you say this to a kid like, oh, watch out or else they'll bite you. Not only, A, are you showing concern and worry that, like, I want... 
I want this kid to be safe. But you're also allowing some kind of, I guess not ignorance, but uh, innocence or joke kind of thing by letting them believe that a crab will bite you. Uh, I got that whatever else was going on. She did not hold anything else in greater value than this than kid. she did this little boy. That is so beautiful. It really is. I wish. And you know, if I've been walking by smoking a Marlboro, I don't really smoke, but I mean, if I'm just walking by mm-hmm. without the benefit of the mushrooms, <laughs> I would have heard that and I would not be remembering it, what, 20 25 years later, whatever it is, from the 1970s to now, I would not recall that event. But the mushrooms, I guess, made me just ultra-sensitive to something really positive in my Mm -hmm. environment that was fleeting. Right. It was there and gone. And that little boy probably has a job as a lawyer now. And that older woman is probably gone. You know, but I—it's fixed in my brain, man. Those people will never know that to this day you hold that memory. Yeah. And not only do you hold that memory, probably more so than they do at this point, but you have assigned such a greater feeling to it that it's not just the memory of it happening where it sticks in your mind because what you saw visually or what you heard was memorable but instead it was the entire situation and the feeling that came from it that is so memorable about it and you experienced that probably in the same capacity that those two did well i wonder what they thought of that i mean uh if there was any way that that boy could recall even that day with his grandma and Mm -hmm. i don't really know that it was his grandmother i assume it was right um, does he remember that that even took place? Yeah. Much less that little throwaway remark about the crabs. Right. I'll bet you, though, that he feeds to this day on the knowledge of the love she felt for him. And I shared in it just really, really peripherally, just by chance, by walking by. Mm-hmm. That was the power to me of the mushrooms in that moment. <laughs> There's a um, there's a couple people on campus right now. Maybe not right now, but a couple there days have ago. Been. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and what they're doing right now is that they're supporting the legalization of shrooms. That's a big deal um, mm-hmm. in many communities across the country now because partly it has it's perceived to have great medicinal value. Uh, for the treatment of depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. uh, and alcoholism. The the term, I believe, was microdosing. Well, that's one way to take this stuff. But but another way is with a psychiatrist or Mm -hmm. some sort of therapist to um, experience your trauma and reformulate it with the new insights yeah. that the psilocybin provides you, and then in that recategorization of the trauma, it isn't 
the burden that it was before. That, they say, is the miracle of not just psilocybin, but uh, ecstasy. Oh, yeah. Is another drug that apparently has its power, LSD as well. Mm -hmm. And they're thinking that of those three, it's probably more likely that psilocybin will get the nod from the federal government. As a natural, yeah, because it is natural instead of a lab made, right? Of, yeah, right. that that makes sense. I yeah. mean, we still got to get through weed first, um, federally. So that's true. Yeah, I mean, but the kind of what you're saying about the trauma, <clears throat> it it reminds me of our last episode, episode ten. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead, check that out if you can. Um, if you haven't already, but on YouTube and soon to be just everywhere, maybe billboards <laughs> inherently human. We'll be, we'll be super famous. We'll be able to get away from it. <laughs> but, um, you, we kind of had the discussion of how you and your brother are vastly different people because at some point you were able to self-realize and change who you were because you're able to kind of look at the situations in your life, the trauma, everything else, and then be able to think about it rationally. Right. I don't necessarily want to put that in contrast to him, but that is right. what happened to me. Right. Yeah. That is, that's your story. Right. Um, <clears throat> obviously, your brother, we can't speak for him, but that, that's how you figured it out in yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. Trauma in and, my life. Yeah. Yeah. And so... This idea that shrooms and facing these traumas or facing these issues in your everyday life with this outside perspective allows you to see everything from an entirely different angle. You know, everything becomes yeah. different. You have to think about it in new ways in order to kind of cope and come to terms with what has happened. And especially with shrooms... I mean, I've had minimal experience. I've had one one time. Oh, really? That was the only time that was you the ever only did time I've only, I've ever done it. Yeah. So far, um, and so uh, the way that I felt after it was all done, I felt like everything in my life had come to a point where it's not that bad. I guess. I mean, I don't have a whole lot of trauma in my life. No. I'm fortunate in that way. But I came out of this experience feeling euphoric. You know, I wasn't just glad. I wasn't just joyful. I wasn't excited. I was euphoric, mm -hmm. truly and fully. And that mindset carried for a long time where I was able to take situations that had happened in my past and either forgive those who I blame for it or forgive myself for having done it just because I had this better place in my head and I had these new perspectives and I had this kind of not divinity but this new thought process of spirituality and how everything is interconnected and no matter what happens everything will reset itself and be okay in the end. Now, you're using the past tense. Uh, are you saying that those feelings have faded now, or have they kept with you? Like you talked about um, some negative experience that you had where it required you to forgive another actor in that drama, whatever it was. 
and you did forgive this person, um, is that individual still forgiven? And do you still feel better about it now? So what it allowed me to do is feel myself far more in the present than in the past. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that anything that had happened to me in the past, anything that might have been difficult or anything like that, no longer matters. And that's true to this day. True to this day. Wow. That it's, you know what, it's happened. What's going to happen is going to happen. So it is actually, it did heal you. Some. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Wow. Even just one time. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I guess the way that I think about it is that I was with a very great group of friends. Mm -hmm. And I, so I support wholesomeness. So say more. That's an odd statement. What? <laughs> so wholesomeness well, how is. How do you mean that? Is yeah. I guess the best way that I can put it is support of yourself and others in the most positive way possible. So that includes affection, <laughs> trust, communication, mm -hmm. kindness, respect. Yeah. Everything. Right. Those are beautiful elements. That is what relationships are or exactly. really ought to be. And so bringing it all together, <clears throat> nice. the support that I try and do, the love I feel for my friends, mm -hmm. the, uh, the feelings that I get from helping someone, the relationships I have from people that I come in contact with every day, all of these things and how I feel about it. I pertain to wholesomeness. Okay, so, okay, that's what you're describing. That mm -hmm. is your definition of wholesomeness. Exactly. Okay, I was thinking, oh, you know, he has milk for breakfast, and <laughs> has the food pyramid here with lots of good protein and grains. Oh, and, yeah, healthy as fuck. Yeah, wholesomeness. But you're saying something entirely different. Entirely. And being, having that mindset and then coming into shrooms and then having those to expand upon each other has allowed me to think immensely more positive about how I view life mm -hmm. personally. I understand that things are going to happen in my life. Things are going to happen in everyone else's lives. And that's just how it's going to be. So long as you're happy with who you are now as a person and you aren't hurting anybody else by being that person, then by all means, be that person and be okay with that. You know, it, they, there's so many things to get us down. There's so many things that will tear us as people physically, emotionally, psychologically, all these things. And a lot of it stems from things that we've done in the past. Oh yeah. And so I mean, I'm not saying you have to do shrooms to understand this. No. I'm saying that <clears throat> if you confront that past and you accept it for what it is and you come to terms with who you are as a present person and all the people that you support and support you in turn, then who cares what happened? That's the past. You're more than welcome to forgive those who you need to forgive either that be others or yourself, 
and then move on to this new present life where everything around you is for you and others, you know? And then you can focus what's happening now for how it's going to be in the future. And that may be much more difficult for some people Absolutely. than it has been for you. Mm -hmm. I, I understand that in my life I've had a lot of privileges, I've had a lot of advantages. Because that... partly you have some very, it sounds, and I don't know this directly, but it seems to me that you have a very supportive family. Absolutely. Um, my parents have been very supportive of me uh, in everything that I do, really. Um, I feel like they've done a spectacular job with me and my siblings. Hear that, folks? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. DeBoard? <laughs> you should send them this as a Christmas card. This is a little clip that you just said right there. All of that. Yeah. This whole episode where we talk about shrooms the entire time. <laughs> Maybe not the whole episode. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they listen to this. I, I really hope they do. But, um, no, I've obviously had a lot of advantages and privileges in my life that lead me to a more simple way of thinking. But, I mean, I guess in the end, what I'm trying to convey is that nothing is permanent. I guess. I mean, obviously there are things that are permanent. Let me let me rephrase that. I can't rephrase that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so lost in this in this train of thought. Well, in the feelings, to... it sounds like you're almost overwhelmed by the the feelings associated with it, and some of that comes from the real solidity of the. Um, family life you come from, mm -hmm. which allowed you the freedom to trust not only those around you, but yourself. I mm -hmm. mean, you were given a very healthy sense of your in own insights, and you trust them, and that's a blessing in life. And when I look at you, and I see the way you behave, and I see uh, your response to people on this podcast, um, the way you describe your relationships, mm -hmm. and when we've had people that we've interviewed, um, you have a generous way of listening. And I know that in the last episode, we talked about respect, and that's probably what I mean, yeah. that, that you are... A, a generous person you are a giver when it comes to accepting other people as they are and mm -hmm. letting them speak for themselves and just being open to that i appreciate that sentiment. sure that, that, that actually means a lot so good thank you for that yeah um <clears throat> so i guess for everyone who's listening uh jim is a Amazingly supportive person, um, a great friend, and exactly who I think of with this idea of wholesomeness is Whoa, that man. going through this, this entire life and now you're at this point and you're still going with positivity and strength in not only your personal relationships but in your own life. And I think it takes a lot to do that. And you've, yeah. in, in your life and the things that you've told me about your family and your brother and your parents and all that, and you've been able to overcome that 
and I think that's huge. And if some of our listeners feel that they've been through a similar situation like yours or even like mine, and knowing that you can still come out on the other end as well as you have, I think that's very encouraging for a lot of people. And I hope that whoever's listening, if they, if you feel that you're kind of in this situation, it, it, it gets better and everything you can come out of this. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I wanted to bring up something that probably should have mentioned much earlier, and we forget even to mention the name of the podcast sometimes. Oh, right. Inherently human. <laughs> but uh, Aiden is 20, I'm 72, and so some of what we're talking about is uh, based on th- those generations, I guess yeah. it's really only one generation, that uh, separate us in time, but we seem to have arrived at a place in our respective lives where we agree on some really basic, fundamental, positive things, and that is great. I think uh, I think that's a good, positive, wholesome note to uh, leave off on on the 45-minute mark. I think it's about 45, and so I think we better say goodbye. Well, um, this has been a very wholesome, very uh, great episode in my own biased opinion as to what we do here. Even though we appear to be advocating drugs, but still. Well, hey. I'm not advocating anything. Thousands of years (laughs) the psilocybin has been in use for precisely these purposes. Anyway, I'm not trying to editorialize. Yeah, no, it's... We're just trying to be interesting. You're more than welcome to have your own opinion. We're just on a podcast. That's right. (laughs) That's right. And this podcast has been Inherently Human, Episode 11. I'm Aiden DeBorn. Jim Newman. And have yourselves a very wholesome, wholesome day filled with positivity and support. Well said. (laughs) Mm-hmm.